0: was at Meguro Gajoen or something one day and I saw this lady she was like you know talking to a couple that might be having a wedding there or something Mm -hmm. and they were she was being appreciated Mm -hmm. and I was like wow that's like really you know being appreciated for what you're doing is really nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like I don't feel that at all because like I'm in a huge corporation I don't even know what what I'm doing Um, and I want to be in a job where Mm -hmm. I I deal with people mm-hmm. and that I can feel there's some kind of outcome from what I do.
1: Yeah.
0: I met a friend of a friend that called herself a coach. I was like, what's that? And mm-hmm. she was a, a lawyer that was trying was going to now switch her career to being a coach. So I was like, what is that? Mm. Um, and she told me, hey, look, it's about, you know, discovering people's um uh, Potential mm-hmm. and really, really pushing them to like grow after what they want. I'm like, oh my god, that's exactly what I want to do. And and you're gonna switch from being a lawyer to a coach. Like you make money. he's like, yeah. I mean, people do it do it as a living here all, all the time, and it's it's becoming a more you know popular job. Yeah. At that point, I didn't I didn't know much about coaching, but it was just if I could help somebody really like reach their potential. Mm or you know go after what they want like that's all i wanted to do whether it's in a company mm-hmm. or with whether it's in, in your life mm-hmm. or it's whether it's like a fitness coach
1: hey there welcome to made in japan conversations with meljo katalan this is my podcast about japan but it's not just your run-of-the-mill cool japan podcast i want to explore a side of japan besides the sushi and sumo Anime and video games. I'm here to extrapolate and meditate with the local people that your travel guide probably doesn't touch on. People that are hungry for making it and people that have made it. This podcast is my talks with them. What is happening, everyone? I know as I'm recording this episode, I know all of you listeners are living through an unprecedented moment. Yes, 2020 is getting off. On a really rough start with this pandemic and I hope you are all well and being kind to each other and I hope I can provide some sort of distraction entertainment wise or something inspirational and maybe you are listening with this with loved ones or just a solo chill out with my voice through your headphones whatever the case I hope this week and in the future weeks to come The chats with my guests and the stories they share do bring some positivity in our lives. We can all use some. Also, for those of you who don't know or you're just first time listening to this podcast, I have set up a uh, Kofi account for any donations to buy me a coffee. You know, I don't have any big funding for this uh, project and... It's it's something that I think it's open for you listeners out there who are, you know, if you want to just chip in a, a couple of change to help me out. I mean, that's really what's running and helping fueling this podcast, hopefully providing something great to listen to while you are all hanging out and chilling with each other. Um, yeah, I have my Ko-Fi page is at www.ko-fi.com slash made in Japan podcast with that it's quite of a timely guest to be on and I think she would definitely help out with the positivity that's much much needed right now in our society you know here in Japan and abroad and I think her story is a great story to talk about these days she is one Rieko Aiba and her title is an activation coach what is an activation coach you say well i would like her to explain it to you but i think it's much more important to get the background of her story and which is a very interesting and um maybe you've heard the story maybe not but it's a great story that should be heard for all of you listeners I met up with Rico at, you know, it was, I believe it was about last month, and it was a beautiful day hanging out outside of uh, a Dean and DeLuca Cafe uh, nearby uh, a university, and uh, oh yeah, I one thing I just apologize is, you know, it was a beautiful day. There was some birds chirping, and there was some wind that was really blowing, you know, Intermittently during our talk, but I think it didn't phase out. Um, I found that her conversation with me was definitely something I just opened my eyes and not really something new, but more of like thinking back when I was young and searching myself with my career path, what should I do with my life? And I think she, you know, I'm going to let her, you know, talk about it, but she, Reminded me of my my youth. And I guess what I mean by my youth is those, those college days when I'm just trying to figure out what to do. So anyways, without further ado, this is Yako Aiba activation pitch. And here we go. pretty sure you've had it too, but I've had one of those days where I feel like I'm I'm, living, I'm going through two days right now. Mm. I, I woke, I always wake up early, but like I did my thing this morning, I took a nap after lunch, and I feel like it's still morning again. Oh, wow. I, uh, I don't know, maybe it's me, maybe because I'm just kind of, the weather's nice today, and I'm just kind of enjoying mm. today, and not doing much.
0: <laughs> did you feel like you already like lived one day?
1: Yeah, I think I like fast forwarded like evening and then I'm kinda like went back straight to the morning time again. <laughs> but I'm like really energized right now. So
0: Maybe know. you just wanna make the best out of this like really nice day.
1: I think that's what it is. Mm. You know? I think we're kind of in trying to get out of that winter slump. But well how about you? how do you feel today?
0: <laughs> today Today I've actually been like in a cave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing my mm-hmm. kakutei shinkoku okay, right yeah. now
1: and <laughs> Which I'm trying is a big t- thing, Yeah, you know. I'm
0: trying to, you know, just uh, there's mounds of receipts so I, I categorize them into months and then now I'm like taking photos of it and like learning the system. Have you
1: So for the listeners, have they, have you this uh the usually <laughs> annual taxes that most people have to do? Do have you ever filed taxes for another country before or only no, Japan? Okay. Never. How can you describe your emotions going through filing taxes?
0: To be honest, it's actually my first year. Oh, okay. uh, because this is my first year as a, a freelancer. Okay.
1: Cool.
0: I was very happy to uh, come into contact with this app called uh, Free, F-R-E-E-E. Okay. It just makes things really, really simple.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and everything's, like, automatic. You can just take photos of your receipts, and then it just, like, categorizes and uploads into the system.
1: So. Is everything online now yeah. the,
0: for the taxes? Online yeah. and um, the, the ward system yeah. or the, the government system is now you can do it online. But this app actually connects to that so you can actually put all your, your data... Um, in this app, okay. and then it, it just sends it over. So it's actually a really good system. I'm just having a very hard time figuring out what the concept of this this tax filing thing is.
1: So no, have you have ever felt any kind of stress with it or? a lot of stress? Okay, a good. lot That's of stress. What are you wondering? Yeah,
0: because. Like, firstly, like, I'm a little bit embarrassed that I haven't even, like, really understood the tax system until now. Okay. <laughs> um, or even my finances. Right. And it's my first time to actually, like, take control and say, okay, this is what's coming in. This is what's going out. These are my credit cards. These are, you know, expenses. I feel like it's,
1: like, your first time actually doing accounting. Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> For your life. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: even bought a book that's, that that literally was, like, freelance like first time freelance um, book for dummies kind of thing. So <laughs> okay. I read through that manga yeah. and then I, I got, you know, acquainted with free. Of course it's a manga. It is, it is. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh my god, I can do it. This is fun. Yeah. And then I got into the system, it's great, but like I'm just really confused. I was I've been chatting with the the customer service the all, all morning as she helps me. Um, but it's a great it, it's a great experience. I'm glad I'm doing it and not just paying somebody else to do it. Good, good. Because it get it gets me to understand like basics, you know.
1: Have you no? So you finished? Um, yeah.
0: I'm in November right now. Oh,
1: <laughs> so you haven't had yet? Haven't had the feeling of the the, the weight hmm. lifting off your shoulders yet. But it's
0: just like with everything. It's it's every step of the way I'm just like
1: oh this
0: is how you do it oh right. oh, okay. this is why this is important
1: that's a really cool uh, way to think about doing your taxes like actually learning something about oh my God. the government uh, processes totally because
0: you access so many you know things I mean just understanding your own finances is really important but also like reading into like how the government categorizes things and yeah. why yeah. Um, just so I'm just learning so, ma- so many things on the way, and okay. it's frustrating, but it's it's fun.
1: So, let's talk about why you are a freelancer, and what are you doing as a freelancer?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, so, my name is Rieka. Yeah. Um, I am Japanese. I've had uh, my youth, uh, or I've, I've grown up both in Japan and the U.S. Okay. So, for elementary school, I was in San Francisco, middle school in... And high school in Japan. Oh, wow. Okay. And then university in Florida.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, so I've been
0: just back and forth.
1: I <laughs> want to know. Let's go back to that. Okay. San Francisco, Japan, mm-hmm. and Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about San Francisco. San Francisco. And tell me, you don't have to tell me everything, but sure. tell me about like the transition from San Francisco to back to Japan.
0: Ah, so I went there. Like Our family went there for my, my, my father's um, job. Yeah. So I land... I think it was, I'm in second grade, right? My, my mom just says, Rico, just whatever you do, just say okay to everything. She's like, <laughs> just say okay and smile. <laughs> wow. So good advice, mom, which, you know, it's fine. As a second grader, okay. you, you can get by. Um, so I spent six years in San Francisco. Um, I picked up language, I, I picked up culture. So I think my mannerisms and, and, and the, the, the way I am is majority. Right developed there right. um, coming back to Japan was not really hard like right. they, you, you get into like kikokushijo yep, yep. special classes yep. um, they put me did you in
1: understand that you were in those considered no. special classes okay.
0: because um, <coughs> in Japan there's there's um, national mm-hmm. national universities mm-hmm. that have like um, high schools and middle schools underneath them okay. so I went to a, a an educational university, middle school.
1: Mm.
0: So they were experimenting with returnee kids, right? Right. And trying to figure out how, you know, what kind of education that they've had and how they adapt in, you know, how some of the programs can be adapted to them. So I think, you know, because it's an educational um, university, they're probably, you know, doing different types of curriculums and figuring out things.
1: Um, So did you, because I I think... Was that the time period where they're still trying to test out, like, how to make a curriculum with mm-hmm. returnees?
0: Maybe, but okay. I think a lot of the, the national universities do that. Okay. Um, yeah. They they put you in, like, a special class of, mm-hmm. you know, fewer kids so that there's more attention, mm-hmm. so that the kids can catch up to Japanese level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, in our case, there's, like, four classes with 40, 40 kids each. In the normal classes okay. and then there's a hallway and then there's like class E which has 15 kids okay. and we're just like the special kids
1: yeah shirts
0: and I hated it because sure. they once sure. once a week they'd be like oh let's let's kind of mingle with the e kids <laughs> right <laughs> and uh, class a yeah. had to kind of mingle together and like play nice with us you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean we're not like You know, (laughs) we're not aliens, you know, but they're like, yeah, be nice to the E kids and like make friends.
1: Are you guys ready for this? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a big moment. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Mm. So, but well, this was what? Second grade? third, Sorry. uh,
0: This is when I came back back. um, to middle school. Middle school. So so in middle school, school, second
1: grade. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I would imagine, you know, that's a lot of, uh, okay, what's going on here? I would imagine, like, for a child, a lot of confusion, what's going on, what am I doing? And at the same time, did you ever feel homesick about, you know, San Francisco?
0: Uh, I think by the time, like, you're fifth grade, sixth grade, you know, living in, in San Francisco you know, you watch a lot of, like, Japanese dramas and mm, read a mm, lot of mm, books and magazines. So then, like, y- your your mind starts shifting to, like, homeland to be like, oh, my God, people there are really cool, you know? <laughs> um, maybe if I go to a Japanese school, maybe I'll get a boyfriend like that and yeah. you're like,
1: you know? Um, so you already had, like, these fantasies. I
0: had these fantasies <laughs> that when I go back, I'll wear, like, the school uniforms mm. and, like, mm. I'll have, like, you know... Like romances and, you know, senpais and kohais and bukatsu oh, and stuff it's like amazing.
1: that. you thought about
0: that. <laughs> When I went there, yeah. like, I, I totally missed back, you know, yeah. the US and, like, oh, why do we have to, like, wear these uniforms and, like, why do we have <laughs> to, like, everything's rules and, you know, I would watch Hollywood movies and, be like, oh, God, I wish I could go to the prom. And, <laughs> you know,
1: you always, like. Oh, man. <laughs> right. So, okay, so you. Did you decide after high school? Did you decide that you wanted to go back to America for university? Mm-hmm. What what was the intention? What was the motivation for? I guess, and why Miami actually, too.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Miami just shows you my personality, but um uh, okay. high school everybody like, you know, everybody starts going to juku. Yeah. Um, and for me it's just like they're wasting their life, you know? Like why should we be right going to school and then going to another school afterwards. Mm. Like, I just wanted to live my life a little bit more. Right, right. And I, I didn't... <laughs> I just didn't want to take the exams. Okay. Um,
1: that's, well, how, how were your parents feeling? Were they like, it's okay? It's well, fine, I obviously right? didn't
0: say that. That's <laughs> yeah. my first first
1: um, reason. And
0: it's, it's not the first reason. I mean, I did have... Um, you know, feelings towards, like, being in the, the US mm. and, you know, being free, and mm. I think, you know, hip-hop was, like, really, really cool, so okay. I wanted okay. to just, like, be part of that culture, and, okay. and I felt, like, in addition to not, not wanting to take the test, like, I felt like there'd be more, you know, fun opportunities sure. in the US. Sure. Um, I also wanted to just be
1: free. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very constricting, yeah. Right. You, yeah.
0: So, I think out of my, my high school... There's like maybe eight kids mm-hmm. that went overseas. Okay. Um, they all went to Ivy League schools. Of course. Yeah, they right. did. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was the only one that, that didn't go to, Ivy League school.
1: Was your high school really uh, geared? Did, did they really prepare many students, or not many students? But like, did they really prepare the students to like shoot for the elite schools?
0: I think they all come from like pretty like well off yeah. backgrounds because they're returnees to yeah. start off with. Half yeah. of them are returnees, yeah. um, and half of them are very very smart. Um, I went to um, high school called I C U high school, and you know everybody was um, going to like really good Ivy League schools. But um, for me, like my parents didn't really expect that of me, yeah. and the only thing that I wanted to convince my 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 parents I was like hey look you're actually going to be saving money if you send me <laughs> over <laughs> which was a big lie <laughs> um, but I just like my reason for actually going to, to Miami and I did apply to a couple other schools yeah. I was like dad I want to do stage work um, I wanted to build Craft stages like set design. Set design wow! Okay. Um, or advertising was was the thing that I wanted to do. Interesting. And I was like, okay. I want to be close to Disney World so that I can <laughs> have opportunities
1: there. You're shooting for the stars. So <laughs> <that one. laughs> set design. Okay, Disney World. <laughs> what? Who, who? Like that's that? I mean, already from as a child, you you are really you have this great aspirations to do things in your life. I think, um, well, we're going to get into what you're doing now, but I think, do you think, when you think back about your childhood, do you think about, like, your, your you know, your path and your life, how you set your goals so high, or not so high, but you set your goals to um, something that you, you really want to do, and you want to, and I think, I wonder, does that reflect to who you are now? Like, does that echo how you are now, or has it been, uh, uh, I'm of course, over years, has it been uh, many years of change, mm-hmm. or your childhood, the way you were thinking about your life in, as a child, did it have any factor into who you are now?
0: I think, I mean, now that I've spoken to you about my thinking as a child yeah. and my thinking as a high school kid, yeah. I, I've realized a couple of things, and I'm like, I don't follow, you know... Um, I haven't really followed what's expected of me or, like, mm. what's what's expected in society of, mm-hmm. like, going to good school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's never been my standard. Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, I'm a little bit of a dreamer, I guess. I'm, like, romantic, right. you know, middle school um, yeah. or proms. Japanese or-
1: TV prom, <laughs> high school proms, and then... Set designing for Disney World later on.
0: (laughs) But I think my strength is that I can actually, you know, convince people with that to be like, this is what I want to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, I mean, back then I didn't really know how to do Excel or anything. But I did convince my dad. I'm like, look, this is what I want to do. Here's how much you're going (laughs) to save. And this is why I need to be close (laughs) to Disney World. And that's why I need to go to Florida, right? And like, these are, I'm not a very
1: you know, smart, logical person. You're right.
0: But I did have, you, did you know, have
1: a flip chart <laughs> <laughs> like, presenting to your dad. I wonder how I presented without a computer, you know, like I probably had like drawings, drawings or something, some, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like with a pencil.
0: But I mean, I feel like if I could dream it You're and right. I could convince somebody, then okay. I will go there. That's awesome. And I feel like that's, that's probably how I've always kind of moved on. Um, I've, one day decided to go move to New York because mm. I, somebody told me that that's where advertising is. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. packed up my my car and mm. just like went in two weeks. Mm. Or you know even the recent career change, mm. you know I knew that this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I had no basis, um, mm-hmm. but I just jumped ship just and it, yeah. figured out where 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 it lands me. So
1: that's great. I mean those those you know leaps of faith. Those mm. are the things that we have this one life and this is what we can do with our lives. And it's something that it's really important. Maybe, I don't know. I think part of the, I guess I always try to go around it with my podcast. Part of that is kind of showing people who are taking leaps of faith in in what they're trying to do in their lives. And I think, you know, yes, this is very, very Japan centric, this podcast, but uh, what you're saying is something that should be good to hear for many people. To just, to just having a, hearing that story. Let's let's dive into Miami for now. Okay. So how was Miami? How was Miami?
0: Miami was great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can tell. I don't know why. You know, I didn't know that you went to Miami, but uh, I can imagine you like just copy and paste you into a Miami like yeah, beach. Yeah, <laughs> Miami
0: was just great yeah. you know like university studies were, were not that oh, hard what school um, I went to a, a university called FIU Florida International University oh, okay. um, and surprisingly it's 70% like foreigners Oh okay. Um, a, a lot of majority like Hispanics yeah. and blacks
1: yeah.
0: it's very diverse compared to like any of the other schools in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that diversity mm-hmm. I like you know, there's always some Latin music going on, or Caribbean party's yeah, going on, yeah. and it's just that vibe is so interesting.
1: I've never been, mm. but I've always wanted to just go there and just like eat Cubano sandwiches oh, yeah. all every day. <laughs> I don't know why. Totally. <laughs> and just like lay on the beach. Mm. And like, actually, if I do, if I ever live in Miami, I probably would never be productive at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's... Know. I think now that the free freelance market, like, it's it's easier to freelance, then yeah. you could probably do, you know, you can probably work there and live there. Okay. But I think back then, like, yeah. unless you're in hospitality or something like that, like, there was no jobs and everybody just, just.
1: went to New York or... <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> as, as they used to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you you went to school in Miami mm-hmm. and uh, how was... Uh, so, set designing and, and marketing?
0: So... When I went to FIU, I majored in mass communications with the concentration in advertising. Okay. okay. Um, now that I think of it, like I wish the, the area of advertising I wanted to go into was graphic design or s- creating something, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that, so I thought it was just <laughs> advertising. And I was just taking a lot of classes on like marketing and PR and uh, like more business side of things. Right, right. And then at some point I realized this, I'm like, what? There's like... Other people that's, like, doing Photoshop, and that's that's where I should be. But I thought it was I was too late.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I didn't jump into that. Um, but I think if I had, the, you know, the original inspiration for set design or advertising, it's, it's about creating something. I wanted to right. actually make something. So right. sort of chose a, a, a little bit of a wrong turn there. Okay. But, yeah, um, I studied... <coughs> advertising, but I would say my college life, um, I learned more about, like, people Mm. and life in the world through, like, going out and, you know, having a part-time job as a waitress um, rather than at school. That's what college is supposed to (laughs) do. Totally. I feel like I learned about just people and men and music and dancing and... That was the the real big lesson. Like mm-hmm. compared to my friends that went to Ivy League schools, because like I know that they're always at the library. Like I was <laughs> never ever at the library, and I feel. Yeah, maybe I didn't get into like a, a you know really, really nice consulting firm sure, or like, sure. uh, you know, a bank or whatever. But mm. I have like really awesome precious yeah <laughs> <experiences>. <laughs> memories. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so okay, mm. so so it was right after. Your university time—you went straight to New York, after?
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you get the one-year. Um, yes. One-year visa. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, it was like after nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, no advertising
1: jobs. I can imagine there weren't some. Uh, yeah, it's like the first <laughs> thing to be cut.
0: And I actually was interning at um, uh, advertising agency in Miami, okay. but I was useless because I didn't speak Spanish, and. I did not make that effort at did that ever point. Did you
1: pick up any Spanish while you were there? At that no. Really? I okay. mean,
0: now that I'm just like, ah, Riego, just... Just
1: like any Spanish, Any Spanglish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, like, towards then, I took one yeah. class, but uh, at that point, yeah. I was just, like, a little bit too stuck up to be like, well, <laughs> we speak English, and, yeah. you know, I'm bilingual. Yeah.
1: So.
0: <laughs> um, I do end up... Uh picking up Spanish like later on in my life but at that point I didn't um and then um, I was looking for jobs but I couldn't really find anything in advertising Mm -hmm. and somebody somebody was just like Rico advertising is in New York I'm like huh okay (laughs) (laughs) I talked to a few friends and I'm like all right you know I I decided, and I um, got rid of everything. I packed everything I could into mm-hmm. my car mm-hmm. um, and had a friend m- drive up drive with up to me.
1: You. It's um, about I, a good, what, 19-hour, 20-hour drive? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I knew a few people in New York, and like, on the way, I'm like, hey, look, I'm on the way to New York. Do you know any place that I can rent
1: and this is, so this, yeah this is look, this is so still pre-smartphone right so you can't really
0: uh, yeah not not map, smartphone it's uh,
1: just... just just straight up like calling while at the same right. time those days I remember those days because I would always uh, print out maps of the U.S. and like you know how I think it was like, Yahoo Maps was it Yahoo Maps where you oh where you, where you set the, the location you from, print out all the, all the directions right and it'll be like a pamphlet <laughs> like a big like twenty-page pamphlet. I remember those. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just, just such a waste of paper, too. It is.
0: But it got you, you, got there. you there. It yeah. got you there. And then like, it's just such an easy way to get there. Right. And we didn't have a place to stay. So I think we stayed at, like, Jersey City or, like, uh, somewhere, like, really somewhere ghettoish. Just, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> the first night. And we're like, oh, my God, like, what if we get robbed? Um, and then we stayed at, like... YMCA or something, you know. Okay,
1: so like hostel? <laughs>
0: yeah, at first. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then, like, in, in a few days, somebody was like, hey, my coworker has is looking for a roommate. I'm right, like, right. okay, great. Um, I went and got it. Um, <laughs> super easy.
1: Wow, good.
0: Um, and I, I couldn't get a job in advertising, but I, yeah. I started um, working at a hotel. Oh, okay. In, mm. in Manhattan? In Manhattan. Wow, okay. Yeah. So how many
1: years were you there in, in New
0: York? Actually, I was only there for, like, ten months. Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: I mean, there was, I mean, there's a saying, you know, once you can live in New York for a year, you can live anywhere in the world.
0: I guess I'm too, two months short. Two months short.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think 10 months is, is close enough.
0: Um, it was a blast. Right, right. Oh, my God. Did it was, you feel the energy? Oh, I loved it. Like, okay. at that point, I didn't really have money. Yeah. Um, the, the job didn't pay you know that well yeah. so I was like calling my brother to be like hey can <laughs> you just like let me some money <laughs> but you know you just get by and you can still have a lot of fun and go out nice. and yeah it was it was really amazing I, I really felt like I lived the New York life that's good
1: uh. what was the lesson that you learned from New York before you came back to Japan
0: the lesson that I learned in New York mm-hmm. I feel like it was so easy for me to actually expand out my network.
1: Mm,
0: okay. um, I, maybe this is a very interesting thing. <clears throat> in Miami, there's there's not that many Asian um, communities. Right. Um, there's, like, Asian parties. Like, there's the one Asian party in, like, all of Miami. So um, I didn't know that until, like, somebody took me there one day. I, I was like, oh, my God, there's all these Asians. Didn't
1: know this. Yeah. yeah.
0: But when I went to New York, like, I have, you know... Um, normal mixed friends, but then I got to know some, like, Chinese or Korean people, and they took me, like, to this, like, Asian world, (laughs) and they had parties and parties of Asians and different types of Asians, and I was like, and, like, you never actually see any Japanese people
1: there. Well, Well, even growing up in, yeah, in the New England and New York East Coast area, I had literally two Japanese friends literally two Japanese friends until university and you know Asian to me I'm, I'm Filipino American oh. but Asian to me was mostly Chinese mm. or Taiwanese uh, or, or yeah Taiwanese, Chinese or Hong Kong and so but then nowadays if you go back to New York mm. man it's just it's such a beautiful Asiatic rainbow <laughs> really? yeah oh, there's okay. just so many communities now well, I mean mm. the Filipino community is strong of course, Chinese. But but still, you're right. Even now, I don't think there's that strong of a Japanese community compared to, let's say, San Francisco or Los Angeles. I think there's a big Korean community. Mm. I think there's a big uh, Vietnamese or... Um, I remember in Connecticut, Laos. Some Laos mm. communities. Um, but yeah, 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 you're right. It's not really...
0: I don't know. They're there, but But I I felt like they didn't mingle with the other Asian. I wonder if they just
1: stay in New Jersey. I don't
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) that there's an area where the Japanese people hung
1: out. Yes. uh, um, With Japanese people. Yes, yes. But,
0: like, they were never present. Like, in the Asian parties, you would
1: get a a good mix of Asian countries. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you you get a great mix, but I never hear someone be like, oh, I'm Japanese, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm.
0: Right, because I used to work the door for the Asian parties, and I would have a a list, right? (laughs) And I would like I would be able to spot a Japanese person if if they came, but um, I couldn't. I was like, Mm. you know, but I found that to be like very interesting about um, Japanese and how they are outside of the country,
1: Mm. because
0: they're most of them maybe compared to like Chinese or Koreans, um, they're not. they were like exchange students, or they came here on their dad's business, mm, rather yes. than like just right. born and raised there. Right.
1: I mean, I think the East Asian communities are very similar in terms that they they tend to stick together mm. naturally. You usually stick together when you're immigrant, mm. immigrant. but um, um, but yeah, I, I you're right. I think most often, especially Japanese families that I know or pe- people I've I've uh, worked with or taught with. When they live overseas I feel there's two types Mm. there's the type where they'll just try to Mm. find some other Japanese families to like link up with Mm. and then just kind of be in their groove or they just go completely opposite and they just Just try to
0: blend in in
1: with that country uh, yeah that local community
0: that's exactly the same thing that I think about with expats in Japan. Though mm. there's some people that just stick with the expats, and there's some people that just, just go just all, go out, all out, out and become yeah,
1: Japanese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but I mean, I don't. Know, I can't say for every, any every foreigner huh. that live in Japan. But I would say I think the people that live here the longest, the foreigners mm. that live here the longest, are the ones in the middle. Mm. The ones that the you know I have my foreigner friends that just want to be. With the expat community, I don't like to say that word expat, but like mm-hmm. foreigner community, and I have friends that are pretty much married into a Japanese family, mm-hmm. and they're, they rarely see foreigners. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I, I, I I like that balance, yeah. you know. And and I'm one of the fortunate ones to have that, you yeah, know. Do I both. I do both. I I do my New Year with my Japanese in-laws, mm-hmm. and I can do my Thanksgiving with my American That's friends, awesome. you know. Mm-hmm. And I treasure that, you know. That's something that you can't take away from me, you know. So I think. Those are the people that I think tend to live longer mm-hmm. in Japan. Keeping in touch with their own culture, right. at the same time, really appreciating and living, you know, and accepting what's, what's life-like mm-hmm. in Japan, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's transition to that. Yeah. Life in Japan now, you you, you came here mm-hmm. and, and you joined, uh, did you first join a Japanese company um,
0: I when you came back? back I first joined um, a film company, mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox.
1: Yeah. Um, My company teaches them Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah But I don't teach them
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like a great first job back mm-hmm. um, I used to work in the regional office So um, the common language was English Yeah um, And just like the content of the, the job is so fun You know, like yeah. we're, we're watching movies <laughs> So That's, That sounds amazing Great transition into, you know, hard work But <laughs> not really um, so I did that for two years, and then the, the regional office decided to shut down and, and, and move somewhere else. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, I should do advertising. Yeah. So I went to, uh, I guess it's it's a gaishike, though. Um, okay. it's It was a, a Japanese advertising agency that merged together with a gaishike. So now they're, guys, like... But the culture itself seemed to be more Japanese. Okay, Mm. okay,
1: okay, I understand.
0: So, uh, (coughs) yeah, that was my first um, time in working in an advertising agency. Mm -hmm. Uh, And being young, um, it was not a very fun job.
1: (laughs) You just take orders and you're not allowed to speak. Knowing the re of... Of the student Riego oh life God. <laughs> I can't imagine you being there for long Oh my goodness like I
0: was so shocked because yeah. I thought people come into advertising because they want to be creative right but yeah. I felt like I wasn't allowed to be creative mm. and one day I, I had I didn't know that I, I should not speak up in a meeting mm. so I made a comment to the creative team mm. and my, my, my boss was furious mm. like you're not there to speak Riego. I'm like, then what am I there for? <laughs> so um yeah, that was really hard for me to to do, but I just thought that's the way, you know right. what we need to do. Right. Um so I sort of accepted it, but I was just like I'm working until one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning every day, yep. just waiting for clients, waiting for my boss, waiting for creatives and uh, right. there's I, I didn't feel any value, you know, like right. I'm not adding any value. I'm just, like, passing information from one person to the other. Like.
1: Do you feel at some point with this company, mm-hmm. did you feel like you were, um, I don't know about, like, the English level in, in your local office, mm-hmm. your branch office, but did you feel like you are just only be there as just, like, a translator mm-hmm. or, or using your your being bilingual? Your oh, totally. Just only being as a like, translator? Because I find this often the case, mm-hmm. not, not just you, like, other... Uh, bilingual japanese
0: because yeah they know that you can speak english so you they can pass on the english stuff to you but they ha- they don't expect any more of you even though like i'm there because i want to do the job yeah. but i felt like you know you're like 24 25 yeah. or something so they they think that you can't really do anything um, so hey rico just like organize the meeting and just can you translate while you're there um, kind of thing, and it's, it's not good for your ego, too, to be like, well, mm. I'm only here because I speak English, you know?
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I want to grow. Yeah. I want to learn things, and, and originally I said, look, I, I eventually want to be in the creative side. Yeah. They're like, yeah, 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 you'll get there. You'll get there. Mm. I'm like, how? Mm. By being a translator and just coordinating things, mm. I don't think it gets me any closer to actually using my brain mm. or being creative. Mm. <laughs> so... I think um, in the two or two and a half years I was there, I just got really, really tired, and sure. I was. I did. I. I think, I didn't have self confidence in what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can imagine just being, mm. just you know, you're just being sh- suffocating. Yeah. You're, you're just being uh, choked out of the, you're choking your dreams away.
0: No. <laughs> but I think a lot of people just think that's just the way it is you know right. like early 20s right. you have to you have to do these times right. in order for you to actually you know flourish, flourish. in the future right, right. Um, so I accepted it and in a way I guess you know you sort of feel like oh, I'm living, you know, the cool Tokyo life of, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so busy, I can't make it, you know?
1: <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. Just like, oh, too cool for school. I know. Can't attend party. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got a job thing, yeah. and I need to go. Oh, I'm important.
0: <laughs> Even though the only thing that my, my boss wanted me to do is, like, Rico, can you go go and bring me the plug? Yeah, yeah. My, my...
1: <laughs> or can you wait for a Skype call mm. at, like, 12 at night or (laughs) midnight totally (laughs) oh man so let's go on to what made you go into what you're doing now and and if you could tell me more about what you're doing sure um
0: so those two and a half years ended when i realized okay this is not right yeah um and i think I was at Meguro Gajoen or something one day. And I saw this lady. She was, like, you know, talking to a couple that might be having a wedding there or something. Mm -hmm. And they were... She was being appreciated. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, wow, that's, like, really, you know... Being appreciated for what you're doing is really nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm, like, I don't feel that at all because, like, I'm in a huge corporation. I don't even know what what I'm doing. Um, And I want to be in a job where Mm -hmm. I... I deal with people and mm-hmm. that I can feel there's some kind of outcome from what I do. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is not it. Like, I can't do this. So I quit. I probably made some some kind of excuse, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to school or something. Right, right. Um, because I, I didn't even know how to quit. So I, I uh. actually, in my, my full advertising career, I've had two gap years. Okay. Yep. So that was the first year. Yep. I took a year off. Yep. And then another time was, like, when I was 35 or 36. Okay. Um, But those both came from, you know, years of feeling like, what am I doing in advertising? This is not the way I want to work. And I I, I didn't have a solution for it. So I would just kind of stop and then just have a, a year off. Right. So the first time I had, the, the first gap year, um, I think I traveled for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, I had this business in mind. I just didn't know what that business was. And I've always wanted to like, help people achieve their dreams. So I had a friend um, that's always talking about going to university in Hawaii. Mm. I'm like, well, why don't you do so? <laughs> you know, Save the money, you know, convince your parents, You know, apply and let's go like you've been talking about it for three years and it it hurts me to hear it again and again so I I wanted to do something like that like if there's something that this person wants to do and they can't do it Mm -hmm. I wanted to be the person that like pushes them and plans it like maybe work out a schedule you know but um, I I think at that point I thought maybe it's called a life counselor or something like Mm. that but well, I didn't know that kind of job existed. Yeah. So um, I sort of sat on my ass for, for <laughs> six months. I couldn't really build a business. Right. Um, and then I went back into advertising. And okay. then I was in advertising again for like seven or eight years. But um, this, like, this concept was still was, in your mind? Okay. It was like just this thing, of if I can do something. Oh, yeah, yeah, OK. okay. Um, and then six, seven years in advertising, yeah. I became an account director. I, I looked at. A lot of teams, a lot of clients, um, but there's still some kind of feeling of like ah, like I'm working so hard, but mm. for what? Mm. And there's um, there's a a point where my my boss was like, here you go. Um, there's an opportunity for for you to actually go to the client side, like hell no, (laughs) no. And, like, I don't even want a promotion. I don't want to. Like, I can't even imagine myself being here, like, and, you know, taking that next step. So I was like, all right, um, I need to say no, but I need to come up with a really good excuse. So when he was like, so it's it's either you or this guy. I was like, well, you know, I really can't take it because I'm going to South America. <laughs> I <was> like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sort of just came out. You just <laughs> yeah. It's like, Did you just choose like one continent? Like, yeah. South America.
0: <laughs> and and it, it,
1: was, it was the continent
0: that I've always wanted to go to okay. and I've always talked about. But, okay. <laughs> you know, to go to... Like, it was Brazil specifically, but to go to Brazil, it takes a long time to go there. Yeah. I don't want to just go for a week or two. No. Like, I want to go for a month. Yeah, a and I've point. been... I've been talking to people about it, but there's never anybody that that could actually take that time off and go with me. Mm. So um, it just came out, Mm. and, you know, sort of just as a joke, but then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, why not? Mm. You know, Mm. I should go. Like, I can't wait until somebody, you know, is able to take a month off and go with them. I'm just going to go because that's what I want to do. And... I convinced myself, and it made sense. I convinced my my colleagues, Mm -hmm. and I said, okay, look, I'll I'll wait until we hire somebody to replace me, but then I'm going, um, and I'm going for a year. So, yeah, I got rid of my apartment, I got my Uh, replacement, um, and um, I wasn't planning to even really
1: come back. It's just (laughs) like, (laughs) well, let life be.
0: Did you even, like,
1: study any Portuguese, or...?
0: Um, No, not really. Okay. <laughs> As a farewell gift, like my colleagues gave me all these like things that I can take on my trip, and it says "making out in Spanish" was the only book that I had. <laughs> so that was like my, my it's probably good a leave
1: big book it. too. Yeah, it was very
0: important. Yeah. Um, but so I first went to the states. You know, um, kind of hopped around friends and yeah. and family there, and then I started off with Brazil. I think I was in Brazil for like a month and a half. Yeah. I could have stayed there for a year, wow. because it's there's so, so much. much. It, right. But I did meet up with a, a couple of people on the way, um, yeah. so I went to like. Which Peru. areas,
1: like which cities, did uh, you like? Sao Paulo or. Sao Paulo,
0: or? but I mean, started off like Rio, okay. went to like um, Salvador, and like. Just, I kept on moving around, yeah. and every place I would go, I would just ask people where I should go next. Mm-hmm. So, um, really random places yeah. I went to. Um, and then I met. I went to Paraguay to meet with some friends. I went to Peru to travel with some people. Um, Ecuador, Colombia, Guatemala, and yeah. Just c- kept on just moving, kept around. moving around. Very moving around, really. moving around. And that's when I picked up my Spanish, finally. Ah. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: How's your Spanish now? Have you, have you, <laughs> you tried speaking? Because I've been also, uh, you know, I, I studied Spanish in high school. Mm. And yeah, and so I just recently, I, I have like a little, you know, kind of spark again to try to practice it's Spanish. Too. And, and I, to be honest, mm. it's part of it is Netflix. Mm. Uh, I've been watching a lot of, uh, um, you know, Narcos, the, the drug, uh, right. Mexican Are drug you, cartel.
0: watching, I started watching fan. the Mexican...
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, the next one. And then, you know, even the one before, the, the original Narcos though, with Pablo Colombia, Escobar. Oh, my gosh. Mm, I'm just, like, mm,
0: mm, just
1: mm. watching this and I'm thinking to myself, i got to speak Spanish again. It's great. <laughs> it's a great language. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a beautiful language. <laughs> right, Yeah. Right.
1: And I find myself, like, in Tokyo trying to, like, like I'll be watching uh, those shows and then just be like, I just have Spanish in my mind. <laughs> and then when I take off my earphones, I'll be like... I want to speak Spanish, but I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in Japan.
0: <laughs> There's there places that you can speak Spanish. There is. There There's are. a there community. Are. There are.
1: There are. There are.
0: But, I mean, I think I've probably <laughs> forgotten, but in terms of Spanish learning, I stayed in Guatemala for two weeks, like, in a Spanish school. Wow. But even before that, it's just, like, you know, traveling and learning on the way, mm-hmm. and I feel, like... I picked up a lot of vocabulary, but I just couldn't form it into a sentence, so the stop at Guatemala, like, helped me understand the structure and, you know, tense and stuff like that, Mm. Um, so it was enough to get by, Mm -hmm. but when you try to have a deep conversation about, like, politics or, like, feelings or religion, like, Mm -hmm. you're just like, uh, (laughs) religion, good, (laughs) yes, I like, you know? So oh, I did feel a bit of a you know limit there. Right, right. Um, But anyways, going on with the story, right. like I traveled, um, I end up in LA. Like I traveled from South America, Central to to North.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And then um, I was trying to go back to Brazil, but uh, there's a, a visa limit at that point. Okay. So okay. then I met a friend of a friend that called herself a coach. I was like, what's that? And she was a, a lawyer that was trying was going to now switch her career to being a coach. So I was like, what is that? Mm. Um, and she told me, hey, look, it's about you know, discovering people's uh, potential mm-hmm. and really, really pushing them to like, go after what they want. I'm like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I want to do. And, and you're going to switch from being a lawyer to a coach. Like, you make money. He's like, yeah. I mean, people do, do it as a living here all, all the time. And it's it's just becoming a more, you know, popular job. Yeah. So I started looking into some companies mm-hmm. and what coaching is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I re- realized that there's, like, corporate coaching and there's life coaching, mm-hmm. spiritual coaching and all, all that. So I was very motivated to become a coach. Okay. Um, I just didn't have the funds to go to school yet.
1: So which, which aspect were you... Thinking about like life coaching or corporate I coaching.
0: I think life coaching. Life I coaching. mean, at that point, I didn't, I didn't know much about coaching, but it was just if I could help somebody really like reach their potential, mm. or you know, go after what they want. Like that's all I wanted to do. Whether it's in a company mm-hmm. or what, whether it's in, in your life mm-hmm. or it's whether it's like a fitness coach. Um, so. I was, like, really excited about it, but um, I needed to make some money, too. And I was trying to look for a job in the U.S., but I couldn't, really, like, with the visa situation. So my old company offered my job back um, in Japan. So I came, and I just went
1: went back. Yeah,
0: to the exact thing, and I said, hey, guys, um, I'm going to become a coach, so I won't be here long, um, so don't count on it. And, but I will share with you the inspiration I got from my, my trip. And I'm a changed person. And like,
1: you know. <laughs> um, I'm back better than ever. Yeah, totally. I was <laughs> just a like, kid. it's Reiko a, a, a 2.0. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, this is just the start for me to become, to follow my dreams.
1: That's really important to mm-hmm. say that. I think that, um, I think it's really important to say that when you go back to Japan. Mm-hmm. And then you got to tell, you know, before you enter, go back to the company. This is what I got to do, yeah. you know, and and people need to hear that.
0: Yeah, and I think people were inspired to hear that. They're like, yeah. great, Rieko, like bring your Latin influence or whatever.
1: This, <laughs> we you, just know, need you free hippie <laughs> spirit
0: of yours. And I went back to the, the same clients, and I was like, hey, look, I'm
1: here to, you know, just like cleanse I'm, re- and <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really here it's,
1: to fire up, fire you up. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's just like free spirit and all, but it's great. But guess what? Like two and a half years later, yeah. I'm still at the same job. And yeah, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm still in advertising. Like, yeah. where did my dreams go? Right. Um, and I would always talk about coaching, but I just never followed it. And yeah. that is, that is exactly the thing, you know, that I wanted to solve for other people. Right. And then I freaked out. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be here for another five years, ten years. Um, and then I got a coach myself. Okay. Uh, it was, he was recommended by some other friends um, that were into coaching. So, so
1: did you find other individuals in Tokyo that were also coaching as well? Um,
0: I didn't meet any coach, coaches at that point, but okay. I knew there's like talks about coaching or okay. you know, finding happiness and, and right. you know, those conversations going on. And a friend of mine had recommended this coach um, with a background in advertising. Okay. And I started talking to him, like, maybe once a month. Mm. And then in, like, two or three months, I was, like, very clear what I wanted to do. Mm. And it was coaching. Mm. And what I needed in my life was not in my company right now, in my job. So I made it a decision to just quit. Mm. Uh, and I'm just going to shift Here gears. you are. Yeah.
1: So you you were called... I, I checked your website, and it was it's called... Well, you say activation you. coach. Can you explain? Sure. Because, I mean, I get the life coaching part. Uh-huh. But now, like, so when I first saw your website, activation coach, that sounds really, um, well, it's, I was going to say aggressive. But it sounds really much more than a life coach. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more, what do you mean by activation sure. coach? Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so activation coach coach or coaching is something that uh, me and my friend came up with. Yeah. Um, because when I was trying to think of a title, there's like executive coaching, life coaching, and yeah. like neither, n- neither of them like really fit for me. Yeah. And we were thinking of keywords for me. I was like, but I want to make people move or I want to kind of spark up something. I want to inspire people to actually physically move and to like mentally get them going. So we came down to the word activate yeah. and whether it's you know a career or whether it's you know your I don't know um, whatever it is like it's sports or whatever like right. I want them to actually start moving mm-hmm. so that's why um, I'm calling it activation coaching and, and, and
1: you have like that slogan you you move you
0: yeah okay. and you move you is you know the stance that a coach can't make you do something but I'll be here by your side, mm-hmm. but you need to actually start moving yourself, and I will help you with that. Mm-hmm. But so it's not I move you, mm-hmm. but it's you move you. And the fact that you are actually making these decisions and you're actually realizing these things to to change you mm-hmm. is the power that you're gonna, you know, that will help you um, succeed. Okay. In the future,
1: I, I you, what you're saying to me is mm-hmm. like it's almost like a motivational, a private motivational speaker for, for someone. Like mm-hmm. like when I see, I think, I think about like motivational speakers that speak to an mm-hmm. audience that mm-hmm. maybe have no sense of, or are trying to find a sense of direction in mm-hmm. what they want in their lives. Mm-hmm. I see you as just, you know, you go, uh, my image is like you go client per client basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you say, you know, coaching them and, and, and giving them the motivation to to move and do what you got to do to, to ba- actually create or realize their goals mm. you know you know but here's something i i i saw because you, you said you're not a teacher but a coach yeah so which is funny because in my line of work i always tell people i'm a coach mm. but to me coaching is also you are a teacher you 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 teach people a way of living how you know uh, a, a sense of a uh, way of thinking or a way of living your life. Mm-hmm. So I when I think about uh, coach, to me, coach is a much more uh, higher degree of teaching compared to just saying, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, Instead of just saying, teacher, I give you a set of skills. Mm-hmm. Here's some set of skills. Go out and do it. But right. to, to me, coaching is what – that's what I think about coaching. I think coaching is more – Higher degree of teaching where you're just like, all right, let me fire you up. Let me, here's the skills. You may need these skills, you know, but here's the reason why you need to do this. Right. And I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that is aligned with what you're thinking, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we certainly, I, I certainly don't tell them, okay, in order for you to succeed, or this is the way you find your your dreams. Yeah. But, you know, we say, hey, you know, the answer is all in you, you know, like I'll help you ask those questions Mm -hmm. to figure out what that is. And I will help you figure out when that timing is, you know, but these are all answers that should come from you. That's awesome. Um, So then I think when they realize, oh, wow, I realized that my dream is is here right. and I realize that my priorities are this and I realize that the, the time I want to take action mm. is like in three months. Okay, these are all things that you figured out yourself. Yeah. And you know, I'm just here just clapping and say, <laughs> I'm so proud of you to right. do that right. and
1: for you to move forward. This is this is very interesting because um. I you know the the idea of praise, mm. giving praise in Japan mm. is almost non existent.
0: And, I think they're trying to teach that now. And,
1: and I think, <laughs> I think now just realizing like, this is kinda of like what you're doing. Oh. Like I think Yeah, maybe I uh, you know, I, I don't want to generalize too much, but I think giving praise to Japanese people oh. is almost a little bit embarrassing for some so, people. Mm. And and I think you're here to tell them that no, it's it's okay as long as there's a there's a balance of praise and uh, sense of uh, motivation. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there should be a balance between praise and and motivation. But uh, yeah, you're just uh, I'm just thinking about like how praise can be very sensitive in Japan.
0: Mm-hmm. I think people aren't used to being praised yeah. um, even from school mm-hmm. or in families or even when you introduce your wife or your husband, right? You never say, okay, look at my my gorgeous wife. But you'll say, oh, like, he's re- she's really nothing to look at, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, you always kind of bring right, the right. other people down so right. that you... So that in effect brings the other person up, right? Right. right? right. It's, it's, um, it's very common here. Yeah. Right. So in business situations, um, maybe nowadays a good boss yeah. will, you know, understand the the the, the workers' motivation. Mm-hmm. They'll try to, you know, praise them or push them towards, you know, their goals as well as the company's goals. Right. But I don't think it comes naturally to us. Yeah. Um, Maybe my background, like being in the US, I'm more used to that. I'm um, always like, yeah, no, go for it. That's a great job. But there's a side of me too where I feel like, hmm, maybe I'm not as encouraging or maybe I'm not as uh, expressive okay. about, um, like maybe in Japanese more. Right. Like it's hard to say. Skoy, yeah, yeah, ganata, right. Like, keep going. Yeah, compared to, like, in English, <laughs> if I was like, oh, my God, great right, job. Right. Like, I, I use that all the time, right? right? Great job. Like, you've done
1: fantastic work. Right. It's just, like, almost like uh, for Japanese, they don't need the phrase, but they need a sense of um, understanding the relationship between you and I or, or uh, the relationship much more. Or people need that sense of clear understanding between uh, the relationship with their bosses mm-hmm. and their peers. Mm-hmm. And, and as long as these relationships are quite, un- mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're understood, that is the praise, I think.
0: It and doesn't have to be voiced it, does, or yeah, right, it doesn't right. have to, just, to be said, Like as long right? as, yeah,
1: that, that chemistry <laughs> is really important, right? The, the, That's true. And I um, think about that. And, and But when you say to a, a Japanese worker, man, what, hey, you know, Hiro, great job on that, that uh, project that you did, you know, for 10 months, you mm-hmm. know. Man, you are the best. We gotta, we gotta celebrate. We gotta announce it to everybody. Let's have a dinner and like announce it to everybody. I think that's that type of praise gets people feeling like, well, it was just, you know, mm. it's on to the next project, you know, right. you know, let's the, move on. A
0: lot of the just, yeah, it's just it's just uh, yeah, yeah, that map yeah. <laughs> does come up quite often. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it is changing a little bit. Mm. Um, I notice I, I now freelance in in a company. Mm. I see some of the young people. They're they're like even that. in Japanese, they're like ah oh, like, no kage deとか <laughs> mm-hmm. like they, they use these phrases to
1: actually you know boost people up. Yeah. And I was like oh wow that's
0: that's really really nice and yeah. the fact that they do it very naturally.
1: Yeah. Mm. I want to go last thing mm-hmm. for you today. I want I want to talk about you are doing this really um, really bold challenge of a 100- hundred. Uh, Coaching a (laughs) hundred people for a hundred days, I I saw that. I was like, "How's that going?" And and can you tell people? Sure. Um, How does how is this working?
0: (laughs) So um, I started coaching last mid of last year. And I do it for two reasons. One, because coaching is not well-known in Japan,
1: yeah.
0: and people think uh, I've become, like, a sports coach. And they're like, oh, like, are you, like, a triathlon coach or <laughs> a running coach? So I, I, take, I thought if I could explain to 100 people and get people to, you know, try it out, yeah. then they can speak to other people, and, you know, hopefully it, it would just keep on spreading. Okay. So, it's for, like, PR reasons. Yeah. Um, the other one is, like, for my experience. And, you know, I wanted to help people, but it's like I don't know who to help and what kind of issues there are okay. in this world. So, I've had already experienced 75 people now. Wow, okay. Uh, that's... How many,
1: so, how many days so far?
0: Um, I started... So, it's it's beyond 100 okay. uh, days <laughs> now. Okay. Um, but I think... I'm at 75 or 76 people right uh-huh. now. Um, and, you know, people have given, given me one hour of their time yeah. um, to let me explain to them about what coaching is. Yeah. And for 30 minutes, they tell me about what's going on in their life. And I have 75 amazing samples yeah. of what kind of people there, there are in Japan and what kind of struggles they're having or what kind of dreams that they have. Right. So, um, based on that, I'm... Still figuring out what kind of coach I want to become, where are the opportunities, um, and some of those people that's experienced it have become my clients. Um, So I'm continuing on with it. Um, Yeah, there's like 25 more people left in the, the 100 people, but I'm not really limiting it to that. It's like if anybody wants to try it, like I'm happy to just... Get one hour mm-hmm. and uh, let me explain and have them try it out.
1: Yeah, I think mm. you know we, we're going around, around, around about this, and mm. I think in, in especially in Japan and well, our society now I would say our global society we need more of this. I and think, I think so. uh, And you mentioned this earlier. Uh, there's a lot of people who have a lot of amazing ideas, mm. but they're just either I don't know procrastinating or just waiting for a spark and it's just kind of like you just, just they need someone to just like pick them up and then throw them into the <laughs> to the sky or something and just like let them let them fly yeah. you know and i think yeah we need more of you
0: and it's not a big thing. It's just, like, you know, talking to somebody for 30 minutes, right? It clears out your brain. Right. It, it sharpens up your motivation. And you're like, oh, I know what to do. Yeah. And then you do it. And then you, you check with the coach, on a, like, in, in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then and then you move on. You just keep on doing that. And the coach is just a very, very small More push each person. time. But, you know, it holds that person accountable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it helps them sort of just... Um, kind of clear out their mind. Right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's why I think the You Move You concept works really well because it's the coach is a very, very small part of it. Right. Yet, you know, the power is really, really in yeah. you. That's good. Um, and maybe one thing that I, I did want to explain is, yeah. I think on the website you saw this,
1: right? I did see this, yeah.
0: So, um, it's the ways... Is this Hawaii? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> My designer got it from photo. <laughs> yeah, it's but, a
1: really nice card. Yeah. yeah. Have
0: you Have you surfed before?
1: I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. I've done um, uh, what do you call that? Sup, a standing yeah. paddling. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm a beach guy. I like, I don't know. I just never had the time or no nah, that's not right I'm, not, I'm just making excuses now I'm gonna coach you To, <laughs> th- <laughs> to, <surf. laughs> to surf. But
0: um, one of the reasons why it's there yeah. is because um, I've done surfing a, like a few times in my life yeah. and it's really really difficult to actually catch the wave sure um, it looks very easy mm. and it looks like as long as you stand it, it, the, the waves push you forward but it's really difficult it's like the timing which which waves to catch what you know what the angle is everything but when you have a, a coach or instructor, they just tell you okay so the waves' coming mm. it's now do you want to get on that wave mm. and then they just give you that little push mm-hmm. and like miraculously you can get on the, the wave um, but without that coach's help, like you could paddle all day long and it's very difficult to catch a big wave. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, like I was talking about this with somebody and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I like that, that, that wave metaphor. Um, and it's just the coach helps you kind of catch that wave of your life. Okay. Um, but I mean, you could be in the ocean all day, all day <laughs> and night and not know like which, which waves way to, to catch. catch. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, through conversation. You say, okay, well, what's the wave that you want to catch? I and mean, what does that feel like? And where, where would you want to go when you catch that wave? Um, and then they get really motivated, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go and stand up and actually do this.
1: So, that's well, the metaphor. That's, <laughs> that's, no, that's a great one. Um, Biko, thank you for having the time. Can you, if you want to plug, how can people reach you if they're interested about this?
0: Uh, um, well, my... Website's only in Japanese right now. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get an English one up, but it's www dot um, or maybe Instagram, uh, maybe Twitter is better. Um, at Rieko Coaches R I E K O C O A C H E S.
1: Cool. Yeah, and then uh, I'm sure like if people are listening and they're interested in what you're trying to do, yeah you know, I think you, you're easily approachable to just go in
0: and have a chat. You know. Sure, no, I'd be happy to do, like, a one-hour The Coaching Such, Trial uh, session with anybody. I mean, if they come from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe you can, like, put my email or something. For sure. For and sure. if anybody wants, be happy
1: awesome.
0: to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, that was maybe, fun.
1: Well, maybe uh, I'll go surfing then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> big shout out to Rieko for taking the time and having a chat with me if you're all looking for someone to give you that push to catch that wave to ride um, yeah check out Rieko Uh, her website is youmoveyou.life also check out her twitter or instagram I'll put the handles of her twitter and her instagram on the show notes you're listening to made in japan podcast conversations with Meljo Catalan. For any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, please give me an email at podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on my Instagram or Facebook at Made in Japan Podcast. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, I hope all of you are treating each other well. Please be kind to each other, stay safe, and I will do my best to keep going and we'll have another guest in another couple of weeks and so be good to each other be well and stay safe and I'll talk to you later peace out